to say, yes, sir. And then the Bible goes on to say, eh, hey, if you are obedient, you are calling the Bible, Alaba Shakebredo Sokolo. Hey! Hallelujah! Ah, no, let's do this thing. Give me First Peter chapter 3. I feel the anointing to teach this thing. The Bible says the light shines. It shines. No, my light will not just go on. No, my light will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your light, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side.
don't know what you're going to call this, but I'm just going to talk about trusting in the Lord. Um, let's quickly go to the book of Psalm chapter number 20. I'm going to read a few scriptures and I'll jump to something. And if you feel like you are found, you cannot hear me, you can come a little bit closer here. There's a seat here. Uh, we thank God. We thank God. We thank God. Uh, Psalm chapter number 20, verse 1. Can you all hear me? Praise God. All right. I'll begin. Listen to me. I'll read for today. You, you, you listen to me read. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Somebody say amen. Amen. The Bible talks about the day of evil in Ephesians 6. And in that day, you feel like you need the Lord. But may the Lord answer you. Amen. Though he's already here. Praise God. May the name of the Lord of Jacob set you up on high and defend you. Somebody say amen. amen. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support. Refresh and strengthen you from Zion. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices. Selah. The word Selah uh, actually means a lot of things. A lot of things. It's amazing. I thought it would mean one thing. Like, I thought, I've never seen the word Selah when someone writes something deep. Then they put a casella there. I was thinking it means this is deep. But no, it actually means pause. Uh, the Septuagint, the, the Septuagint, which is the Greek interpretation or the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Uh, uh, defines it as pause, okay? But then uh, it also comes from a word which means to weigh things in a balance. It means to think about the things. And I, and I would rather go with this uh, interpretation. So at this particular point, we are going to pause and think. I'm supposed to be at one place for the sake of the voice note. Okay, I'll try. So we are taught to stop and think at this point where it says, May the Lord remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices. Brothers and sisters, a point comes in life when what the Lord asks about you in order to help you is your giving. It says, may he remember your burnt sacrifices in the day of trouble. So imagine somebody is going through trouble and this kind of trouble only goes by offering. <laughs> so they check the books and you are not there in the offering book. Your partnership is down. Your tithe is non-existent. So the Bible is saying here, may the Lord remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offerings. See, this is why service is key. You must do something. Tell your neighbor, do something in the house of the Lord. Don't just claim things. You don't do anything. And you're wondering where God is. Sometimes these things work by principles. Not so. Praise God. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. We will shout in triumph out your salvation and victory in the name of the Lord our God who will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Somebody say yes. yes. See, now I know the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and with saving strength with his right hand. Verse 7, some trust and boast in chariots, some in horses, but we will trust and boast in the name of the Lord our God. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. At the end of the day, somebody will have to boast and trust in something. We are all created to trust and boast in something. Why are you so sure about the exam that you're writing tomorrow? You don't look like you're panicking. Ah, you studied, you see? So you are resting in the fact that you studied, you see? Why, why, 
are you uh, not so concerned that they didn't pay your salaries this month? You know, your friends are devastated. Everybody got paid. Why are you not concerned? See, the reason could be, oh, because I've got like a business which is giving me profits. More than, here yeah, I'm just doing it for experience. Because you are trusting in something to keep you. At some point, a time comes when you have to trust in something. But then he says, some trust in horses. This was a time when it mattered that you had horses. Horses were weapons. He also talks about chariots. And if you have to face a giant, you have to face an army, you needed to have chariots and horses. And there's a way they built them specially for war. Horses would be trained for war. So you can imagine these things are huge and they are trained for war. They can smell an enemy and they are coming at you. And these guys have got thousands of chariots and horses. And all you have is an guy. But guess what? You also have the Lord. Because he says, some boast and they're comfortable in their horses, others in their chariots. But he said, we will trust in the Lord our God. Somebody shout amen. amen. So let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Not in his own strength. Oh no. Not in his own knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Not in his own arm. But in the Lord. Somebody say amen. Amen. Psalm chapter number uh, 121, verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hill from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. These people had an experience where God descended on a mountain. Are you listening to me? And they were used to the fact that when we look to the mountains, and some of them used to worship in mountains, they believed that, you see, it's the strength of the mountains and so at some point the mountains even became a religious symbol of the presence of God that's why the woman at the well the first thing she said is our fathers worshipped in this mountain are you listening to me but you see it's not the mountain you are climbing that brings God out it's the mountain within because God does not dwell in boxes or places now he's dwelling in your heart for some people, it's the things they have. He says, I will lift up my eyes. Even if I lift up my eyes to the hill, he's asking, where cometh my help? Then he says, not from the hills, not from the mountain, but my help comes from where? The Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Lord. Are you people listening to me? He calls him the maker of heaven and earth. Then he says, he will not allow even your foot to be moved. He who keeps you, he who keeps you, the word keep there is the word shama. And the word Shama, I'm sure you've heard of Jehovah Shama. The word Shama means one who puts a hedge of thorns around you. In the days of old, that means there is really true security. You are not just protected like this. You are protected with electricity. This time you can think it's an electric fence. It's automated. It's connected to CCTV. You know I mean, I mean now, this is like a civilization beyond what we can touch or feel. It's a civilization of the realm of the spirit. It's protection by the Lord of angel armies. So he's encompassing you about with spiritually and metaphorically speaking, a hedge of thorns. Somebody shout, I'm covered. That's the kind of of consciousness you should be having in the mind of God he has put a hedge of protection around you and that hedge of protection has got thorns around it imagine it's God who puts thorns around you come on you may not know it that's why that guy was crying saying oh no we've got all these enemies Elisha's servant he's got oh, oh we've got all these enemies I don't know how we are going to survive and it felt like that 
But Elisha said, oh Lord, that you may open his eyes to see. And when the guy saw that they that were with them were more than they that were against him, there was a piece that, I mean, I, I'm sure he's even the one who went to approach the people. Uh, how can I help you? You want to see the man of God? You know, there's a confidence and a boldness which comes with knowledge, which comes with revelation. There's a way you talk when you know what is surrounding you. He talked like everyone else. Oh, Tuafwa, Chapwa, Kuapwa, Kwasila. He will come down. Oh Lord, open this boy's eyes. Today the Lord is opening your eyes. Amen. You are coming to a realization of the stuff that surrounds you. You are well protected. No, you're not frail. You've got Jehovah Shammah, the God who protects you with, th- with a hedge of thorns. Come on, there's a way you walk, even if you're like a small guy, you have to bigger yourself and look big on the outside because they come on somebody. Praise the Lord. See, you are well protected. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Verse 7. See, he shall preserve your soul. He shall also preserve your soul. Your soul is preserved. Your heart, your emotions, your feelings are preserved. You can imagine, preserved against anxiety. Preserved against even heartbreaks. You are preserved from bad news. When bad news comes, you see, your heart is made of steadier stuff because of the stuff that's surrounding it. There are some people, the moment the news comes to them, no, I don't know what I'm going to do now. But you see, everybody has got news hitting them, news they didn't expect. But you see, this guy whose heart is hidden in God, bad news will hit him like this. Then you'll be like, oh my goodness, that's bad. But you know what? Praise God. Hallelujah. To overflow with thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 yeah. To begin overflowing with thanksgiving. You don't know why, but you're just like, praise God. I know that all things are working for my good and it's intentional. Before you know it, it's a song. The Bible says, you know, singing, making melody with your heart to the Lord. It's tell your neighbor, say, it's so hard to defeat you. It's so hard to defeat you. Tell the other one. It says your soul is preserved. Your soul, your spirit, your spirit is preserved. There is a hedge of thorns surrounding your soul that God himself has placed. That's tough. No matter how much Satan hates you, if he doesn't even like your face, there's nothing he can do. Yeah. Why? Because he, that's what he said. He says, the only reason why I can't attack Job is because you put a hedge of protection around you. Mm-hmm. You've, around him, you put a hedge of protection. So Satan would just look, he would be so upset. He would look at Ka, Ka Job. Job is doing fine. His children are growing. His business never seems to be going down. And they were counting it by the number of, 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 of sheep and, and oxen and, 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 and the guy was just increasing. Satan Hey, Satan, have you considered my, my servant Job? Ah, Lord, I've tried everything. That boy, there's, there are thorns around him. You know how Jesus Christ said it's, it's hard to kick against the gods. That word means it's hard to, to kick against pricks, against thorns and people. That's how a Christian is. You can't, you can't kick him anywhere because you're trying to take me. When I kick him, it will chunder me here. So Satan is just there, playing around you. He doesn't know what to do. He's Hallelujah. He's confused. And that's how we should picture him. He doesn't know where to touch because he's thinking if I touch here, there's a tree anointing, right? 
you are well covered. I've heard your friends say, your friends can tell you, we got you. We got your back. Can't you? They are removing you. They are removing the back. They are biting it. Your parents can say, don't worry, we got you. But you know, they may laugh. But imagine God saying, I got you. Hey! Jeremiah chapter 17. Jehovah Shammah. Thus saith the Lord. Now we are getting into uh, something very interesting. Look at this. Thus saith the Lord. It says, Cursed is the man. Thus saith the Lord. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. He doesn't say whose heart is not in the Lord. Listen to me. I believe he's talking about believers here. He doesn't say whose heart is not in the Lord. Neither does he say whose heart is departed. But he says whose heart departs. It's like when Timothy, uh, Timothy is taught by the Apostle Paul. Take heed that in the last days men shall depart from the faith. It means they started well. It means they were in the choir. It means they were in church and shouting the loudest hallelujahs. It means they were around. They were serving. They were giving their tithes and offerings. They would dance when the Judah is happening. But then something happened and they departed from the Lord. Then it says, giving heed to seducing spirits, receiving and teaching doctrines that are taught by devils, forbidding to eat meats and also marry. See? So, this is what happens. He says, that man who departs from the Lord, and I will tell you the interpretation of this scripture. The interpretation of this scripture is not that God will curse you because you've departed from him. It means that by virtue of departing from the Lord, anywhere else you go is a case. That's, a, that's simply what it means. And you see, your curse is not that you, it's not that you did something wrong. No, 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 no. In the context of this scripture, the curse is to trust in the flesh. It's not that because you went out drinking or smoking or sleeping around. No, 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 no. You just shifted your faith. You shifted your faith to the things. Sometimes people get so blessed. They've got all the wealth. They've got all the property they need. And they feel like they don't need God anymore. They feel like they're doing fine without God. I mean, I can buy my own cars and I can buy my own property. I can eat whatever I want. So I think the poor man needs God's more. That's what the Bible says. When you, are eat and, when you eat and you are full and you've built houses and you've dwelt in them, do not forget the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to obtain wealth, that he may fulfill the covenant which he made with your fathers. You see? So all that power you're having to access all that wealth, build houses and live in them. It is God who is enabling you. Philippians chapter 2 verse 16. For it is God who is working in you actively, energizing you, giving you the power and the desire to do his will. But then you forgot about it because you didn't see angels, didn't see white smoke. I don't know if smoke can be in different colors, but you know there are places where smoke is not white, but God is still good. So, you know, and you think, I did this by my own strength. You know what people say? It says it's a coincidence. They begin worshiping coincidence. God makes when last did you just see something happen and say, Oh my God, I prayed about it. God, God has done that. No, you think, Oh, it happened. Wow, let me step into it. They forget. It says, This man who relies on the arm of the flesh is cursed. 
you know what people say sometimes? You know, I was thinking as I was doing my wedding, I don't want to rely on anyone. I don't even want to rely on my relatives to get myself ready for my wedding. I will just work in myself. And you see, that, that, that's, that's correct wisdom of the world. But then I realized, wait a minute, when I trust in the arm of flesh, it means I'm also trusting in my arm to bring me the stuff that I need. I'm still living in the curse. So even trusting in yourself is part of the universal set of trusting in the arm of flesh. But you reach a place where you are rested in God. And the moment I rested in God, my goodness, it became easy. Praise God. I mean, it became stress-free. I'm telling you, it's so stress-free. I can smell Satan. is so annoyed with my stresslessness. Some people are so stressed, you can feel Satan dancing in the corner. You know? Hi, how are you? checking up on them. Did you eat today? You know how witches sometimes do in the morning? They ask you, uh, you were not sick, but they ask you, you probably have been in villages. <laughs> there are villages where witches literally do witchcraft in broad daylight. They ask you, uh, you know? But you see, when you trust in God, even when things are bad, there are some people you shouldn't tell how you are doing. Even if it's bad, open up to Benedictus. Benedictus here, me. Let's pray about it. But there are some people who say they are sent, but they are not sent. But they are sent. So when they come to ask you, how are you doing? Here's how I should answer. I've never flourished better than this. I am flourishing. It's my middle name. <laughs> because when you give them the information of your pain, they will say, Mmm, pepela follow around that year. All of you are going to See? Praise God. That's why when Mary was carrying Jesus, when she was carrying some, she never just went to open up to anyone about the issues she's having, and now she doesn't understand what's going on. She went to an Elizabeth. You have to find your Elizabeth. When other people ask you, people could have asked you, we've not been seeing you with Joseph lately, what's going on? Guess what you say? We are flourishing. We are happening. We never saw our current new name on social media. We are the happening couple. Keep your confessing. The Bible says Abraham did not stagger at unbelief, turning to and fro, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. When your faith is strong, just the strength of your faith lifts a It sends a glory in the heavens. Not just your praise, not just your offering, your strength in the faith. It moves heaven. Let me tell you a mystery. There was a man who had a heavenly encounter. And he saw God seated on his throne and there were angels around. And then they began to see what was happening on the earth. And there was a man who was in pain. But he lifted up his hands and began praising God. And that man said, God stood on his throne. And in his own argument, he says, God rarely does that. Whether that's true or not, I'm just teaching you what I heard. 
He says God stood on his throne and he began to and he began to dance and he was so happy when he looked at this guy who was expressing his faith in God in pain. You can imagine for 25 years Abraham was changed from exalted father to father of many nations. And every time people would say Abraham, he would say, no, put an H, I'm Abraham. Do not conform to the name that people are calling you man because there is no manifestation. Do not conform. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This then says, then you shall prove that which is acceptable, you know, and perfect will of God. So mind you come spirit. You are sick, I can't broke, I'm rich, I'm healthy. That's how you should begin thinking. He says, afterwards you begin to experience the perfect will of God. Don't change your name. I'm wealthy, I'm educated, don't because people are calling you. You are you, you've spent your time. You should have been in seventh year by now or something. Still, don't change your name. Don't walk low. Speak on very educated issues like you are just like the lawyers themselves. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Somebody said, Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Dress the way you want to be addressed. Even if your company is small, get a t-shirt. Put Zipporah's here. I mean, whatever you are doing, get a card. Give somebody. I'm the CEO. Come on, in your mind, the Bible says, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's mine. It's mine and it's going to come out. Because my strength is not in what I'm seeing. One day my CEO my my history lecture, lecture I, was, I was making points. I needed every mark I could get. I got my, you know, I got my my my, my results like this. And I looked at them. I was expecting maybe to 90%. Quiz a 40. <laughs> I looked at the thing. I was so discouraged. People came to see me. Man of God, what did you get? But you know the famous phrase, it is well. <laughs> Come on, somebody practice your it is well. Say it is well. Somebody practice your it is well look. Do not stop. That's the you see the woman with the issue of blood in in, in Matthew chapter in Mark chapter five. There's something amazing about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says because she kept saying, ah, "That moved me." She kept saying, "If I only touch the head of this guy, I'll be made whole." She kept saying it. Keep saying it. Don't stop talking it. You have to keep saying it. The Bible says. Spoken. Keep saying it. I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm the righteousness of God. You see, you you are not even touching the hem of His garment. You are manifesting His glory because the Bible says, "Greater is He." He's already living on the inside of you. He's already living on the inside. She kept saying it. I will touch the hem of His garment and I will be healed. Come on, I'm just waiting for you. She even climbed the tree. Zachariah looked at her and said, But this is my spot She said, Come on, wait, it's just this once. She watched the tower. Come on, somebody. She kept saying it. I'll touch that cloth and I'm gonna get my healing. And she looked at everybody who was saying, No, you are just a woman, you can't touch Jesus. She said, Yeah, yeah, I understand. 
She just waiting. She was tired of the doctors. She was tired of bad CAs. She was tired of hearing they are not quartering too many people. She was tired of saying there's that girl who did not make it when she reached this stage because that means became bad. She was tired of listening to people who are saying, no, in your family at this stage, people don't marry. She said, I've got to touch the hem of his garment. Come on, she kept saying it. She kept saying it. And then she walked in boldly. She did care what she does. And she touched it by something. Jesus. And came into her. Let me tell you this. With or without permission, a heart of faith moves the anointing of God to itself. Even without God's, even without God's approval. Jesus didn't play hands. He was just minding his own business. The anointing was an And the power was like, hi, we've got to drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus felt drained. Somebody's about to drain heaven today. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's about to drain the heavens today. Yeah. The anointing you've never, you, some of you have got access to the anointing here, but you've never experienced it. <laughs> but today, when you stand up, that's what you're about to stand up. Raise your hands. Begin praying in the spirit. You are You have arrived in his power. You have arrived in his glory. Listen. Listen. Thus saith the Lord, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. He will not fear when heat comes. That means he shall not notice that there is heat. Are you listening to me? Everybody will say there is heat. Everybody will say there is lack. Everybody will say the, the, the fuel is it. But you shall not notice it. Why? Because your provision is constant. Somebody say, that's me. Come on, say it again. That's me. It spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when it comes, but its leaf will ever be green and will not be anxious in the day of drought, nor will cease yielding fruits. You constantly walk in the you experience a 
strong refreshment today. Oh. 